in fellowship today. Hi, this is Todd Fields of Worship Circle. I want to thank you for watching the live recording from our rest retreat. This thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody raise your hands to Jesus. People of God, we want to begin to And welcome the, the Holy Lord. Spirit in this place. As we dedicate our bodies Father, and our minds to God right now. You want to Giving begin him to our lift soul, our minds and our spirits. Hallelujah. Wherever you are. Even as I've welcomed you, we want to welcome the presence of God in this place. We want to welcome the Holy Spirit. We want to tell God to take preeminence. We want to lift Him high from the depths of your heart. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless His name. Bless Him, bless Him. Bless Him, bless Him, bless Him. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We adore your name. Be exalted, be glorified. You know, you think. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. You can't thank him enough. You can't bless him enough. No, you can't. Salvation, your love for us, the great Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, dear Lord. You bless you with this heaven and we give you glory. Father, bless we give praise with hearts of God. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. We come to you, O God. We enter into your gaze. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Oh Jesus. Father, we bless you. We bless you in this congregation of the righteous. You forgive all our iniquities. You heal our diseases, you redeem our lives from destruction, and you crown us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Lord, you satisfied our mouths with good things, great things we cannot make mention of, we can testify of. The air we breathe, O oh God, strength to our daily affairs, O oh God, your covering and protection, O oh God. Father, we bless you, huh? we bless you so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. Huh? Lord, we bless you. We thank you for executing righteousness and judgment. Huh? Oh, for all of us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, huh? for making known your ways unto us. Huh? Father, we bless you. We thank you for your chastening. Huh? We thank you for your covenant. Huh? We thank you for your revelation. Huh? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, huh? we thank you for your peace, oh God. Lord, we bless you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Lord, we adore you. Blessed be your name. Honor, thanks, adoration be to your mighty name. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. I just want us to. 
I want us to soak ourselves into the moment. Amen. Let the atmosphere bless you. Marry the atmosphere. Absorb the atmosphere even as God desires to embrace you and to also absorb you into his very presence. Hallelujah. He is the one who draws. So in Songs of Solomon, he said to the, 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 the prince, which is Solomon, the Shunammite woman said, Draw me, draw me, and I will run after you. God is here to draw. God is here to align. The presence of God is present. It's here to strengthen, to enforce. Hallelujah. God is present to heal. God is present to enlighten. So you want to put yourself, immerse yourself into the entire atmosphere in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Once again, you want to lift your voice and bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless him. Just bless him. Thank him for he is a good God. You want to say, Lord, we bless you. Father, we thank you for another abortion moment like this, oh God. To do the joy and fellowship with the saints. Lord, we bless you. Thank you for your many benefits towards us. Thank you for your blessings, oh God. You are merciful and gracious. You are slow to anger, anger with plenty of mercy. Lord, oh God, you have not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Lord, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Like a father pities his children, so you have been pitied that you also pity you. For you know our frailties. Lord, we know that you know our frailties. By the blood of Jesus, which was shed on Calvary's cross to restore us, which was shed on Calvary's cross to give us life, to give us hope and a place. Lord, we enter boldly by that blood to obtain mercy, to find grace, to help in these times of need. We are asking that Lord cleanse us from all unrighteousness in the name of Jesus. Every defilement, oh God, of our garment of purity, every garment that is even stained with the flesh, with sin, that is defiled by any act of the flesh, oh God. Hey, Lord, we ask that 
that you cleanse. Lord, that you replace our garments, oh God. For you have said that we should let our garments be always white and our hands should not lack oil. Tonight, oh God, as we present ourselves, oh God, we ask that you wash our frames. Spirit, soul, and body. Father, cleanse us, consecrate, sanctify us by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sanctify, purify us. Lord, purify, Lord, purify, Lord, purify us. Father, purify, purify us. Father, purify, Lord, you stole us in the name of Jesus. You stole me, Father. You stole me, O God. By the blood of Jesus, Lord, you stole me. Cleanse me from every department. Cleanse me from every form of corruption. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray. Let the power in the blood of Jesus make me whole again. Let the power in the blood of Jesus make me whole again. In the mighty name of Jesus. How many of us are excited to be in the presence of God today? How many of us are excited to be in the company of the brethren today? To receive of the Lord. To receive of the Lord. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He says that unless we eat his flesh and drink his blood, we have no part in him. We understand that from the parable of, of the loaves in Matthew 14 and Matthew 15 that he performed. And that miracle Jesus performed in Matthew chapters 14 and 15, we realize he used just five loaves of bread and two fish, which was very symbolic of himself. He was in essence pointing the church to the fact that a time will come when we would have to proclaim his word. He is a bread of life and everyone will have to eat of him, taste of him. Taste of him. Taste of him. And tonight we are here to taste of him. The Bible says that after that they had broken the bread for all the people. After that they had broken the five loaves and the two fish for all people who were gathered together. The five thousand men, women and children excluded. The Bible says that there were left over twelve basketfuls. That is to say Jesus is more than sufficient. He is more than enough for all your needs. He is more than enough for all the world. He is more than enough for the for, for the country of Ghana, for France, for Zimbabwe, for Zambia, for Australia, for the continent of Africa. He is more than enough for Europe, for Asia. Jesus is more than enough for America, North and South America. Jesus is more than enough for the entire human race, the Caucasian, the Jew, the Greek. Jesus is more than enough for the Oriental. Jesus is more than enough for the Indian. Jesus is more than enough for everybody. Jesus is more than enough. He is more than enough. 
more than enough. So tonight we want to prepare our, pray, our, our hearts for the last prayer. Our last prayer by praying the language of the Spirit. By praying the language of the Spirit. Jesus is more than enough. He is a reason not just for the season. Jesus is the reason for our faith. Hallelujah. Without his death or his, his agony and passion, his crucifixion, his death, his burial and his resurrection and his reception into glory, we wouldn't have this faith. There will be no Christianity. Hallelujah. There wouldn't be a new covenant with a superior priesthood. Which has given us hope, not only on earth, but even when we are caught up together with Him in glory. So this, the Bible says in Colossians 1.27, it says that Christ in us the hope of glory. Christ in us the hope of glory. Jesus residing, perambulating, tabernacling in us is our hope of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God for the cross. We thank God for the resurrection. The Bible says that if Jesus had not resurrected from the dead, we would have been of all men the most miserable. But we thank God for the victory. So you want to lift your voice? You want to lift your voice according to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. The verse 2, Bible says that for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Hallelujah. And the verse 4, the same chapter, he now continues to say that he that speaketh in an unknown, in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. Hallelujah. Then he says that. With a charge to the entire church, he says, I would that ye all speak with thanks. Hallelujah. I would that ye all speak with thanks. With thanks. So we want to begin to speak in the language of the Spirit, even as Jude 1 and verse 20 says, says But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. We want to build ourselves. We want to build capacity. We want to stir and rekindle our spirit. And our and we are telling God that Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, uh, quicken and empower. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, uh, quicken and empower. Stir me up. Uh, empower me, oh God. Stir me up and build in me uh, capacity to receive uh, from you in the name of Jesus. Grant me understanding, understanding, uh, understanding, 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 understanding. Uh, Understanding, understanding that in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Ali Rabbah, 
how amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. My soul longeth, yea, even fainted for thy thoughts, or for the thoughts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cried out for the living God. Beloved, what are you crying for in this meeting? As you are listening to this podcast, live or recorded, what is your heart yearning for? In these times, in this in this unpredictable times and days. Hallelujah. David understood. So he said that one thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. He said, I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go to the house of the Lord. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them. Because they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeared before God. For we have come up unto Mount Zion, the city of the living God. We have come, we have come, beloved. You have changed your residential address. You have changed your location tonight. Bible says you have come, but ye have come. Ye are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling, the blood of sprinkling, that speaketh better things. Our blood speaks, it speaks better things than the blood of Abel in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We have come unto Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. And to an innumerable company of angels. Hallelujah. It was in this understanding that David said, David said, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. They didn't qualify it, but I would like to qualify it. It's better than a thousand elsewhere, a thousand in my mother's house, in a thousand in my father's mansion, a thousand in a, pa- a presidential palace, a thousand in my in my lecture hall, a thousand in a club, a thousand on the streets, a thousand in the mall, a thousand in some recreation center, a day, a moment in the courts of God is better than a thousand elsewhere. He said, I would, I would, I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I would rather, I had rather, I had rather be a doorkeeper, just a doorkeeper. I don't want, he's not asking for more. He's not asking for too much. He says, I would rather, or I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than 
than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. The tents of wickedness are all around us. You don't have to look far to see the tent of wickedness. The, 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 the neighbor gossiping around you, next to you or in the room with you, is, is an epitome of the tent of wickedness. But Bible says that we have been called, we are a chosen generation. We've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Tonight, 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 we are set to encounter light. Hallelujah. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that, them that walk uprightly. Blessed are those that trust in him. Blessed are those that look up to him. Blessed are those that make God their trust. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh God. Oh God. Thank you Holy Spirit. The, the, the Holy Spirit is ministering to some people. I see sick in any part of your body, you want to put your hand there, just, just place your hand in a part of your body, maybe you want to, you want to touch a part of it, you, you want to stand in a gap or do this exercise for a, a, a loved one, you, you, want to, you want to just, you just want to put your hand in that part of the body that you are having that pain or infirmity, or put your hand in that part of your body. Or, or the part of the body that the person you are standing in for is having trouble and receive healing, receive healing, receive healing, receive healing, such of all kinds, healing from every form of infirmity, pain, such healing from cancer, healing from every form of pain in the head, healing from every form of malfunctioning, healing from every form of malfunctioning of any organ in your body right now in the name of Jesus. Receive healing from every chronic issue. Receive healing from anxiety, depression. Receive healing, healing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are a purchased possession of the Lord. Sickness is illegal in your body. Therefore, for whatever reason, that sickness is there. By the superior power of the Lord Jesus, by the mercy of God, I speak healing. I declare the legal grounds of that pain and that sickness broken right now in the name of Jesus. By the blood of the Lord Jesus, every legal ground for every pain in your body, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, every fiber, every bone, every marrow, every tissue, every fluid in your body, I declare anywhere any pain is hiding in your body, I speak healing, healings right now in the name of Jesus, receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus, receive healing in the name of Jesus, into every organ of your body, every bone, every tissue, in the name of Jesus. Every cell, every sinew, every ligament, every bone, every marrow, in the name of Jesus, I declare, let the healing power of God displace every pain, every sickness, every infirmity, for he was bruised for our iniquities, 
He was wounded for our transgressions. Hey, by his stripes, we are made whole. By his wounds, you were healed. You are not now being healed. You were healed. Therefore, you are receiving your healing right now in the name of Jesus. You are receiving the healing for that mother, that father, that sister, that uncle, that cousin, that friend right now in the name of Jesus. That church member, that classmate right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You cannot be sick. Hey, torment is illegal. Pain is illegal. By virtue of the sacrificial work of Jesus on the cross, pain is illegal in your body. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Are ready for the word tonight? How many of us are ready? The road to the cross. How many of us are ready for an encounter with the with the, 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 the word of God, the praise of God, the glory of God, the power of God? We thank God for what He's done already in our midst and what He's about to do. Hallelujah. If you are connected, we only type thank you, Jesus. Yes, we only type thank you, Jesus. Even as you say it in your heart. You want to say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anywhere there is brokenness in your life. By virtue of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, his body, which is which is symbolic of our temple, or our bodies, which are which are the temples of God, or collectively the temple of God. His body was broken so that we will be whole. So therefore, I declare any part of your life that is broken, I speak wholeness in the name of Jesus. May the Spirit of God begin to hover. Begin to hover over your career, your academics. May the Spirit of God begin to hover over your finances. May the Spirit of God begin to hover over your relationship, your, your life in totality, and repair and fix. Even as He did in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 and verse 3, Bible says that. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And the Spirit of God began to move upon the face of the deep earth and began to repair. He began to repair. He began to fix. I pray that God will begin to do His repair work in your life, every area of your life right now, in the name of Jesus. Even in the course of the administration of the word, receive wholeness, healing, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed for being here. Now, beloved, even as we get into the word, like I would always say, I need your ears. Daddy God needs your heart. Amen. I need your ears. Our daddy God needs your heart. Amen. He says that thy word have I hidden in my heart heart that I might not sin against you. The place for the word of God is your heart, so he needs your heart. For those who have been wondering why I make that statement, it's biblical. Amen. 
So we want to get into the word and we trust God to help us. We want to trust God to help us. So, the first of this series, or our Passover series, or our Easter series, I think we'll be hearing more of Passover than Easter, because the word Easter actually um, comes from, it has pagan origins, amen. I wouldn't want to go too deep into that, or veer there, because we have a lot that the Spirit of God will want us to do today. But we do know, we do know, we do know that the word Easter has certain pagan origins. The English rules, Ostara or Eostre or Easter denotes a pagan festivity which was held in honor of a certain god of festivity which was later adopted by the roman empire under the reign of one of the emperors one of the emperors when he wanted to christian or christianize the entire of rome hallelujah so we'll be hearing more of passover when i say passover that is more and more biblical it's more biblical because it is one of the seven feasts of Israel. And it is not just an Old Testament feast, but it is one sh- a shadow in the Old Testament that has been fulfilled in the New Testament for our sake. And when Jesus came to die on the cross for us. So tonight, we will not be dealing so much with the stories of the word. But we shall be delving into the mysteries of the word. Hallelujah. I believe that the stories are the stories are basic. We've heard it over and over again in our various churches and then fellowships during the entire period of the festivity. From even from before then, when we were in Sunday school, we've heard the story narrated over and over again how Jesus was betrayed and examined before the civil authorities and um, how that he was tortured and bruised, hanged or crucified on a tree, and then um, held by a black man, uh, his, a tomb purchased for him by a rich man, how that he was he was buried, and angels got the place, he died, uh, he, he, he arose, and Bible says that the, the ladies, Magdalene, Mary Magdalene, and Mary, Mary Magdalene and, and then some of the Jews went there and he wasn't there and how that he showed himself 40 days to the disciples by many infallible proofs and then on the final day after he had given them command Bible says he was received up into glory right in their presence so the same person who ascended Bible says he first descended he first descended Today, people of God, we are looking at, we are looking at the road to the cross. Ah, you may also call it Passover event, the road to the cross. The next 
in the series will be the anatomy of the cross. Or you may also call that one the lifting of the Son of Man. Bible says that even as a serpent, or as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And then the last in the series will be the power and glory of the resurrection. Hallelujah. So today we are looking at the road to the cross or the Passover event. And you can find the details of these, um, this, this teaching in Matthew 26, 27. Matthew chapter 26 and chapter 27. You can get it also in Luke 22 and 23. John 18 and 19. Matthew, uh, Mark 14 and Mark 15. Those are all chapters. Amen. Amen. Now, when we talk about Passover, what is it? But before I get into Passover, I want to approach it as the Spirit of God wants me to approach it so that people will, will get a deeper background, a deeper understanding of what this, this whole thing is about. So I want to introduce us to the feast. Please, can someone help us with Leviticus 23, verses, verse 4. Or verses 4 to 16. I'm more interested in the verse 4. God gave our fathers of old, under the old covenant, a command or an appointment. He appointed feasts unto them. Bible says that these were sacred assemblies. They were sacred assemblies that they were to proclaim at certain appointed times in a year. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Winnie. Please, today we'll be looking at a lot of scriptures, so please, I would encourage as many of us as can help with the scriptures to be available to help. Amen. So that we can flow. I want, I want us to go as deep as possible into this so that we can get we can get get a firm grip of this whole thing we are not just touching the surfaces or just combing through no we want to be able to handle the meat the bone strong meat of the world amen okay so it says that Leviticus 23, verse 4 and 5. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which he shall proclaim in their seasons, in the fourteenth day of the first month, at even in the Lord's Passover. Hallelujah. Then, the verse 6 says, the verse 6 and seven says, and on the fifteenth day of the same month is a feast of unleavened bread unto the Lord. Seven days he must eat unleavened bread. In the first day he shall have an holy convocation. He shall not several work therein, but he shall offer offering made by fire unto the Lord. Seven days in the seventh day. Okay. No, that, that is okay. That is okay. Thank you so much. I just wanted the verse four. The verse four. So we see that God was commanding the people. He says that these are the feasts of the Lord, even 
holy convocations which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. What are these feasts that the Lord was giving to these people? If you read the NIV, it says that these are the Lord's appointed feasts. The feasts are also festivals or they are fiestas. Hallelujah. The feasts are festivals or fiestas. They are sacred assemblies that are to be proclaimed. They are to proclaim before God at their appointed time. There were certain set times. Don't forget that though God lives in eternity, He created time. And, and, and though He's not bound by time, He's a God of times and seasons. He works according to time for those who live in time. Hallelujah. Please, can someone help us with Exodus 23, verse 14 to 16? Exodus 23, verse 14 to 16. Now, you realize that in Exodus 23, verses 14 to 16, the Bible talks of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is the Passover. We shall look at that. That is the main, the main point or topic for our discussion tonight. The Feast of Unleavened Bread. Then we have the Feast of Harvest, which is Pentecost, which is the first fruits of the crops that God says they will, they will sow in their field. And then the third that he commanded them, or I appointed them to proclaim, was the Feast of Ingathering, otherwise known as the Feast of Tabernacles, which is also to be proclaimed at the end of the year, each year when they have gathered their crops from the field. The Feast of Tabernacles. So, if you paid attention carefully, I've mentioned three key feasts over here. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, otherwise known as Passover. The Feast of Harvest, which is also Pentecost. And then the Feast of Ingathering or Tabernacles. These were observed annually. Hallelujah. However, Passover and Tabernacles each had three minor festivals. They had three sub-festivals, which were, uh, which were observed at the same time, one after the other. Hallelujah. And then Pentecost also now came 50 days after the Passover. But for Pentecost, it has no minor festivals associated with it. So that makes it seven. Hallelujah. There are three major feasts, but because of the subdivisions, it makes it seven. Hallelujah. Exodus Exodus chapter, bring your welcome. God bless all of us for connecting. I think I couldn't welcome us properly because we have a lot to deal with tonight. So I want to encourage you, come with your notes. If you have your notes, make notes, even though we'll be publishing the podcast for, for us to be able to listen to it later. But you want to come with your notes, amen. You want to make notes because we shall be having a discussion on the page as to the family page. As to what each and every one of us has learned. Tonight, there is a lot to be learned. Hallelujah. Exodus 23, verses 14 through 16. Bible says, Three times shall three times thou shalt keep a feast unto me in a year. So notice, I mentioned three feasts. The first, the feast of unleavened bread, which is Passover, the feast of harvest, which is Pentecost, and then the feast of ingathering, or or otherwise known as the Feast of Tabernacles. Hallelujah. He says, three times, this is God speaking, three times thou shalt keep a feast unto me in a year. 
thou shalt keep the feast of unliving bread. Thou shalt eat unliving bread seven days. When now we shall we shall come, we shall come to see how this typology of unliving bread was actually fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ, who became prophetically became our Passover lamb, a lamb without blemish, having been touched at all points of human weakness, yet without sin. Hallelujah. Thou shalt eat unliving bread seven days, as I commanded thee in the same appointed of the month Abib. For in it thou camest out of out from Egypt, and none shall appear before me empty. Hallelujah. None shall appear before me empty. Thank you, ministers Aben and Winning and David. Hallelujah. None shall appear before me empty. This is God speaking to the people of Israel. So these three feasts were observed annually. Like I said, Passover and Tabernacles had three minor divisions each, which were observed at the same time, one after the other, making it together with the Pentecost, seven feasts. And I said that Pentecost came 50 days exactly after the Passover, and it has no minor festivals associated with it. Hallelujah. Now we want to look at the Passover as an ordinance beyond testament. An ordinance beyond testament. An ordinance not limited only to the old covenant. But fulfilled in a new testament and beyond. Now if you look at, if you study the seven old testament feasts of the, the, the festivals of fiestas. That God appointed the people of Israel. To proclaim thrice in a year before him, it, it, the, the whole thing has been crafted or engineered or programmed into a calendar spanning about 3,500 years of spiritual history, beginning right from Moses to Jesus' second appearance. Hallelujah. And they are to reveal number one, how God dealt with his people in the past. We can't get into all of these. So please follow us closely. Amen. Follow closely. I said that they begin or they began from Moses all the way to Jesus' second appearance. And they reveal to us how God dealt with his people in the past. What God wanted them to do in the present and how he would work with them in the future. That them here now even refers to us, hallelujah. Because we are a purchased possession of Jesus. Bible says we have been sealed with the endless. We have the endless of the spirit, hallelujah. We have been bought. We have been bought with a price. We have been bought with a price. So Jesus is not ashamed to call us brethren, hallelujah. Romans chapter 10 and verse 6. Please help us with Romans chapter 10 and verse 6. And another person, please help us with John 3 verse 13. John 3 verse 13. We have not started. We want to be fast and get deeper into the word. Please, is the strings too loud? And is my voice audible enough? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Alright. Alright, so this is how we are going to do it. Every first scripture that I give, Minister Winning will take that up. Every second scripture, 
Minister David will take it up every third scripture. Or every second scripture, Minister Aben will take it up every third scripture. Minister Aben. Hey, Minister David will take it up. So one for winning, two for Aben, three for David. Amen. Bible says, Romans chapter 10. Who is, who is giving us Romans 10 verse 6? Romans chapter 10 verse 6. Or should I quote it? The Bible says that by the righteousness which is of... Okay, thank you. By the... Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Sorry, sorry for the network. The Bible says that by the righteousness which is of faith, speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above. Hallelujah. Can you add the verse 7? descend into the deep that is to bring up Christ again from the dead hallelujah now Ephesians 4 verse 8 and 9 Ephesians 4 verse 8 and 9 now understand this that before Jesus ascended into glory he first descended that was God stooping low that was God humbling himself to for for his creation to save his creation it was God allowing himself Bible says that the entire expanse of the universe can be measured in Isaiah 40, 45. He says he measures the entire expanse of the universe or, or, or the world between his index finger and his thumb. Yes, literally. And this God, so if that is how he measures the earth, the entire universe can be contained in his palm, the palm of his hand. Ask yourself, where does he live? Can he live on the earth? No. So for God to create his dwelling among men, even to live in your heart, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. And all of this began through this Passover. Bible says that, Ephesians, please have you helped us with that scripture? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8 Wherefore he said, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. Now he that descended, what is it but that he, he also descended, he that ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. Hallelujah. 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 How many of us are following? Bible says, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world, that is Jesus descending into the world, to condemn the world. No, he didn't come to condemn us, but that the world through him might be saved. Hallelujah. In 1 Peter 3 verse 18, the Bible says, For Christ also, 1 Peter 3 18, For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh but quickened by the spirit hallelujah 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Eternal life is perfect indication of the existence of eternal death. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 9 and 10. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 9 and verse 10. Eternal life is perfect indication of the existence of eternal death. Bible says that for us by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for all have sinned because we are all seeds of Adam. And the day that, uh, uh, in the very day, God said to Adam, the very day you eat of this, you will surely die. So the very day Adam ate of the fruit and he died, all the three deaths he died, the spiritual death, the, the death of his relationship to God, the physical death that he died. He died in terms of cessation of his relationship with God. He died spiritually, losing eternal life. He died physically. That was mortality, was introduced into his immortality. It wasn't God's, God's perfect intention to make man mortal. He was still in the process of completing the project of man that he has started when he said, Let us make man in our own image. Until sin came into the sin and sin corrupted man and because man was the head of all creation man was the pinnacle of all that god had made all creation fell all creation became corrupted and became subject to the bondage of sin and so today romans 8 verse 16 verse 19 Bible makes us understand that all of the creation is groaning groaning together awaiting our manifestation our sons to wait the redemption not only of our bodies, but all of creation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bible says, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raised the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, so great a death. Beloved, God has done so great a miracle for you, so great He has given you so great a gift of life by delivering us from so great a death, and that deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us it talks about instantaneous salvation progressive and then future or futuristic salvation so salvation is instantaneous it is progressive our spirits are saved on the very day we accept Jesus hallelujah Progressively, our souls are being saved. When Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, and then ultimately, in the future, our bodies will be redeemed when this mortality would have put on immortality, and this corruption would have put on incorruption. Bible says, then will be brought to pass the saying that, O oh, death, where is your sting? O oh, grave, where is your power? So this body will not be glorified. Hallelujah. All the three aspects of our beings benefit from the total salvation package of God. Hallelujah. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Now, You, 
one thing, one thing that we ought to know is that You see, in the Jewish setting, the capital punishment of the Jews for sin is stoning. It is not the cross, it's not crucifixion. The cross was the means of punishment for the Romans. Even the lowest Roman or the lowest of the Roman citizens. They were crucified by the cross. It was a shameful and humiliating death or penalty. Hallelujah. That is why now Jesus, so you ask that if the capital punishment of the Jews was by stoning, even as Stephen was stoned, why then was Jesus not stoned? Because he was delivered up to the Romans. The Jews were under the Roman government at the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's get a bit into the, the, the background of Passover. Please help us with Exodus chapter 12. Exodus 12, verse 2, verse 3, verse 6, verse 7. Please take note. Exodus 12, the verse 2, the verse 3, 2 and 3, 6 and 7. 12 and 13. 2 and 3. 6 and 7. 12 and 13. So the 2 and 3 of Exodus 12 says that this month shall be unto you the beginning of month. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamp, according to the house of their fathers, a lamp for an house. And he shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall keep it to the evening. Uh, at that time I revealed unto us how that Jesus was crucified at twilight, around sunset. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two sides posts. And on the upper doorposts of the houses, wherein they shall eat it. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, both man and beast, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, and I will execute judgment. I am the Lord, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, Somebody type, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Somebody type, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. When I smite the land of Egypt, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, it doesn't matter who applies it. Anybody who gets a hold of this instruction and applies it, Bible says, it says, when I see the blood, when or not, when I see your tribe, your tribe ceases to matter. He says, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. I pray 
I pray that by virtue of the shedding of the blood of Jesus, may every evil spell, incantations, divination, evil proclamations against your life, against your health, against your career, against your relationship, against your academics, against any blessing and breakthrough that God has ordained for you, for your manifestation in this year, 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027, 2028, 2029, 30, 30, 32, 35, and beyond, all the days of your life, may it pass over you in the name of Jesus Christ, by virtue of the blood, may all these evil incantations, every curse released against you by any priest, demonic priesthood, any shrine, any evil person, any messenger of Satan, any witchcraft, marine powers, any any power of darkness, any ruler of wickedness, any evil pronouncement against your life, I declare, by virtue of the blood, by virtue of the blood of Jesus, it shall not hold, it shall not stand, it shall pass over you and bounce back to the sender in the name of Jesus. It shall not hold because of the blood. Because of the blood. Because of the blood. No angel of harm shall succeed against you because of the blood. There is no divination, no incantation against Israel. No counsel against the Lord shall prevail. Therefore, no counsel of darkness against you shall prevail in the name of Jesus. Now, the Passover, we just realized the instructions. I selected those verses to just summarize the entire, the entire experience, the story of the Passover. The Bible says that this was an instruction that God gave the people through Moses. Know that, note that the security of the, the, the people dependent on their obedience to the instructions of Moses. And it didn't matter who performed this instruction. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Bible says that when he sees the blood, hallelujah. So what is the Passover? We want to focus, we want to zoom out on the Passover. The Passover points backward from what the scriptural background we just looked at. It points backward and reminds us of the events related to Israel's protection and deliverance from Egypt. Hallelujah. Prophetically, the Passover was pointing to something God was going to do. In the Old Testament, it was pointing to that which God was yet to do. Hallelujah. Now it has been done. And it was done some 2,000 years ago. And what was that which God wanted to do or God was going to do when he was commanding or appointing this feast to his people to proclaim year after year which we also do by celebrating as Easter year after year. Prophetically, Jesus was crucified on the Passover. 
he, he, he was raised from the dead on the festival of the first fruits or the sheep's offering, the sheep offering. And, and he poured out his spirit on the waiting disciples 50 days later at the Pentecost. Hallelujah. Prophetically, Jesus was crucified on Passover. We shall get there. He was raised from the dead on the festival of first fruits. First fruits. First, the first fruit sheep offering. And he poured out his spirit on the waiting disciples 50 days later at the Pentecost. Don't forget that at the beginning, we looked at three of the feasts. The feast of the unliving bread, which is the Passover, the feast of harvest, which is the Pentecost. We said that the Pentecost is also the first fruit of their crops, which they sowed, the people of Israel sowed in their feast, or in their fields, sorry. And then the feast of ingathering or tabernacles, hallelujah. So you realize that scripture was being fulfilled. Jesus' appearance was fulfilling scripture, being crucified on the Passover, raised from the dead on the festival of first fruits. John 12, verse 24. Can somebody help us with that scripture? The Bible says that surely, except a grain of corn falls to the, the ground, or a grain of wheat falls to the ground and die, it abides alone. But when it dies, it brings forth much fruit. That was the story of Jesus. Jesus, when Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. When God gave Jesus, it was God sowing Jesus. God was sowing Jesus in the soil of the earth. Jesus said, Very, very, I say unto you, except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abided alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. First fruit. First fruit. So when Jesus died, he was raised from the dead on the festival of the first fruits, the first fruit sheep offering, and he became the he became the first begotten of the dead, the firstborn of many brethren, the first begotten from the dead, or the first begotten of the Father, and the firstborn from the dead. And by his his resurrection from the dead, being the firstborn from the dead, he or he has been able to raise us up. Bible says he has raised us up together with him. I wish somebody could set for, set for that scripture for us. He has raised us up together with him. So he just didn't rise as one seed. He was sown as a seed, but he has he came out with many fruits, bringing to God many, many, many more fruits, raising us up together with him as first fruits unto God. Hallelujah. And later he gave his disciples commandment that they should tarry until they were they were they received power from the Holy Spirit, which happened 50 days later at Pentecost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 12 and verse 2. Exodus 12, verse 2. Yes. Emmanuel, you're welcome. Cindy. God bless you for joining us. Please follow us. If you haven't followed us, don't forget to keep liking the show. Don't forget to keep liking the show. Yes. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. The beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. The first month of the year to you. We shall come to look at the prophetic meaning of the scripture. Now, do you know that the true beginning of each believer's walk of faith 
and each believer's life with God is at the experience of their personal salvation. The day you were saved, the day you became born again, which is your Passover, and the day of your Holy Spirit baptism, which is your Pentecost, that is the day of your, the true beginning of your work of faith and your life with God. So, in essence, you haven't started living yet if you don't know Jesus. If you haven't experienced your Passover, that, is, that means you haven't encountered Jesus Christ as Savior, first of all, and as Lord over your life. Not as Lord and as Savior. As Savior first and as Lord. You haven't begun or started living yet. And you cannot fulfill ministry or go on the Lord's errand without the Holy Spirit baptism or Pentecost. Hallelujah. So, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. Do you know that your salvation is a day, the day you are saved. The day I am saved is the day that I am delivered from darkness. My old lifestyle from the kingdom of darkness or the world, the world in which I was, which is a type of Egypt. To Jesus, the day I was delivered to the Lord or into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. So it begins. That day be, becomes the, 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 the beginning. Or that month shall be unto me. The beginning of months. Or the beginning of my real life and true Christian experience. Hallelujah. Now these are not accidents. These are not accidents at all. Someone might think that. Oh, per, per chance. It's just some coincidence. You will see everything as not a coincidence at all. The road to the cross is not a coincidence. God calculated everything according to timing, according to a certain divine pattern. They were divinely appointed times and seasons, fulfilling the prophetic aspects of the festivals. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the meaning of these festivals is to find fulfillment in our lives. And like I said, for example, Christ must be received as our Passover lamb, our deliverance from sin and hell. 1 Corinthians 5, verse 7, for instance, says, Purge out therefore the old living, that ye may be a new lamb, as ye are unliving. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. So, and then the, the first Corinthians 5 verse 7, the NIV says, Get rid of the old yeast that ye may be a new batch without yeast. Now, if you may be wondering why the Bible is using yeast here, well, the yeast here is, is, is symbolic of sin. Bible says that a little living or yeast, the, the, whether living or yeast is the same thing. A little living living at the whole lamp, or a little yeast contaminates. Or makes the entire bowl or the entire bread or dough to swell. So living refers to acts of sin. So it says, Purge out therefore the old living, that it may be a new lamb, as ye are unliving. For even Christ, our Passover lamb, is sacrificed for us. Now, the meaning of this is that when you receive Christ, you are receiving. A sacrifice as a Passover lamb. We all need 
We all need, after this, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and to experience our own personal Pentecost, like I said. Hallelujah. Jesus never sent anyone to preach or any minister that he did not. He didn't send anyone to minister that he did not first command to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. So in Acts 4, it says that, Bible says that, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. Hallelujah. Now, what is the meaning of Passover? We just looked at the background. The first thing is that Passover meant deliverance for Israel. Deliverance. Easter is a period of deliverance for you as an individual, me as an individual, for our households. It's a, a season, a time of deliverance for the entire world. Hallelujah. All races of the world, all people groups on the face of the earth. Hallelujah. According to prophecy, the people of Israel were to be in bondage. They were to be in captivity. They were to be in captivity for a period of 400 years. Even though we know prophetically that they delayed. There was a delay. So that about some 30 years were added. The four dark centuries had now passed. And a deliverer was in view. It was time for them to come out of slavery into wealth. Out of bondage into liberty. Out of oppression into freedom. Out of darkness into light. Now this is what happens anytime we are born again. It is not just a, 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 a new experience that I am, I am in Christ. That I am free from sin. Not just sin, but everything that accompanies sin. Hallelujah. We are coming out of slavery into wealth, out of bondage into liberty, the bondage and captivity of sin, out of oppression by the powers and the, of darkness and the elements of the world, into freedom and out of darkness into light. Hallelujah. Now, Egypt, which is a type of the world, would be behind them when they were leaving Egypt. Egypt would be behind them and the promised land which is a typology of heaven or the new earth the promised land which was flowing with milk and honey was going to be before them hallelujah so as believers as we are redeemed from the world or from Egypt which is the type of the world we have hopes to spend eternity with God in a new heaven and a new earth. Hallelujah. In the kingdom of God. The, future, the futuristic aspect of our deliverance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now God told them that they should smear. They should kill the lamb. Now in the first month. Which, which we are. We are in the month of Nisan or Abib. Which is the, the first month of the Jewish calendar. God instructed them that in the first month on the tenth day each of them should take a male ram a, a male um ram yes for each household hallelujah and they should keep it until the 14th day now why would they have to keep it until the 14th day for examinations purposes because the the lamb must be 
or the ram should be without blemish, without spot, without blemish. That was the nature of Jesus. That was the nature of Jesus. Jesus was without spot and without blemish. Hallelujah. He was our perfect Passover lamb. So that within the periods of that the period of that four days, you have to examine it, examine it, and then on the evening of the 14th day, Bible says that the entire households of Israel should hold a solemn assembly where they congregate, and then now they offer those lambs as sacrifices. They slay them and apply the blood upon the sides of their doorposts and on the top of their doorposts of the household that eat the meat or the flesh of this, this this offering and Bible says that when God passes over he says that when he sends his angel to pass over the, the land of Egypt to execute judgment that is to say that even now that we are born again as believers because we have been purchased and bought by the, the, the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary's cross for us the day when God's judgment God's wrath Shall, shall, shall be released upon all men all men and the sons of disobedience we shall be exempted for his, from his wrath and judgment hallelujah because of the blood because of the seal of the spirit upon our lives because of the blood because of the blood please don't forget to keep liking the show because of the blood of Jesus we judgment of sin shall pass over us that's why bible says there is therefore now no condemnation for them who are in christ jesus who 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 no longer live after the flesh hallelujah but according but according to the spirit bible says that for the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus has made me free Romans 8, I think the verse 1 and verse 2. The law of the spirit of life has made me free. It has delivered me from the law of sin and death. When we began the teaching, we looked at how that sin, Bible says, for us by one man, sin entered into the world. It was a nature. And that nature came with a superior penalty, the penalty of death. So death was existence. Death, death was in existence in the, kin, in the garden of Eden. Death was in existence but it had no power. Death was not activated. Death had no power over man. Because the sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. Man had no law. Man lived and walked with God. Man, 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 man walked before God in the cool of the day. Man had fellowship. Eternal fellowship with God. Had no law. Enjoyed the presence of God. But the moment man transgressed God's only commandment. What happened? Sin entered because there was a transgression of a commandment. And Bible says death by sin. And that death began to pass over all men. Now when Jesus came and he delivered and he, he saved us from so great a death. Bible says that he delivered us also from the condemnation that comes with that the, 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 the condemnation that comes with the judgment of, of the, the, the acts and the penalty of that sin. Which brought us that day. So there's no condemnation to them. Which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh. But after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life. There is a new law at work now in our members. Not which is after the new nature. The, the new nature of righteousness. Which was worked in us. By the spirit of God. 
and this law enables us to fulfill the righteous demands of God. It enables us to overcome the old nature, the fallen nature of the flesh. Hallelujah. If you read Romans 7 carefully, you realize that there, the, the, uh, um, the Apostle Paul spoke of four laws, four laws which were at work. If you read the verse 21, 22, he, he, he spoke about how the effect of those laws, that what he would, he doesn't do. What he doesn't, that's what he, that what he wouldn't, or what he doesn't want to do, that's what he does. Then he said, I found that there were, there were laws, there were certain laws at work in my members. Hallelujah. He says, I found that there were certain laws at work in my members. My Bible says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has delivered us from the law of sin and death. Kumocho, you are welcome. God bless you for joining. Now, when God passes over, when God passes over the land, when God passes over a people, when God passes over a territory, a nation, it is for two things. Either for amendment, that is a repair work, or for judgment, the revelation of his righteousness or destruction, punishment for sin, amendment or judgment. So when he wanted to judge the land of Egypt, he says, because of the blood. Because of the blood, when I see you, I will pass over you. I am going to give you all Israelites, all of you my people, all of you Christians, by virtue of the new birth, by virtue of your deliverance, during the Passover, I am giving you all a new beginning in me. Your old things I will remember no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. As this Second Corinthians five seventeen. If any man be in Christ, first I also thought that when Jesus said that, when God said that, I will pass over the land of Egypt, or I'll send my angel to pass over. I was thinking that Jesus or God was actually going to be hovering. What, what the blood symbolically was doing was actually preserving. It was a covering over the entire household. The, the blood that was stricken. He says they should strike it. We usually use the language smear or apply. But the King James says they should strike it upon their doorposts. The lintels of their doorposts and the sides of their doorposts. The blood actually was a covering. It was a covering. It was God hiding them in himself. In him we live, move, and have our being. If any man be in Christ, do you understand? I don't know if somebody is catching the revelation. He says, if any man be in Christ, you are not just coming to Christ. He is a place. He is a covering. He is a dwelling. He is a shelter. He, if you come to him, you are covered. If any man be in Christ, be in Christ, he is a place. The name of the Lord is a, a strong tower. The righteous run into it. They run into it. As you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, you run into it and you are safe. 
so our lives are hid with Christ and God. That is why before the devil can destroy you, unless you are ignorant of this, but before the enemy can destroy you, he has to destroy, he has to destroy Jesus first. Before, before he can get to you, he has to, we have to destroy God, get to Jesus, destroy Jesus before he can destroy you because our lives are hid with Christ in God. Hallelujah. The second benefit of the Passover, deliverance from sin. Deliverance from sin. Deliverance from sin. So the first one is deliverance for Israel. Deliverance for Israel. Out of bondage, slavery. We said there was deliverance from slavery into wealth, from bondage into liberty, from oppression into freedom and from darkness into light. Hallelujah. Secondly, it is a deliverance from sin. Sin itself is a whole entity by itself. The grip of sin is so strong. So just as Passover was the end of slavery, hardship and poverty for the people of Israel, so when we we also come to our Passover lamb, Jesus, we have a new beginning according to 2 Corinthians 5.17. He is a new creation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation or a new creature. Your type never existed. Hallelujah. You are a new creature. Your type never existed before. You are not an improved version of your old self. No. You are a totally recreated entity. So that if God should scar, he should, he should scan the archives of the past, he will not find your type, your kind, your version that exists now. Hallelujah. You have been regenerated, that is to say, genetically recreated, regened, regened. Hallelujah. So when he was saying that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, it was a repetition of Exodus 12 verse 2. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of year to you. The beginning of months. The beginning of months. Hallelujah. New beginning. New beginning. Now, that also means that the sins the failures, the, the faults of our past and our old lives no longer have a hold on us. They can't bind us. That is why when the enemy comes like a flood, the, the, the Spirit of the Lord has their legal right to lift up a standard against him on our behalf. Because we are purchased by the Lord. And you have a right to rebuke the devil. To rebuke the devil. And say, no devil, I don't belong to you. You have no power over me. I have been translated from your kingdom into a new kingdom. And in this kingdom, I am not only a member or a participant of this kingdom. Bible says that I am seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Far above, far above all principalities and powers, including you, Satan. And where I am seated, you have no right to prevail. 
you have no legal access to operate anywhere near me where I sit with Christ Jesus. We are not just above, we are far above, far above in heavenly places. Hallelujah. So we are part of a new family. Please can somebody help us with Hebrews 12 verse 22. We become a part of a new family, a new genealogy, a new covenant, a new priesthood. And a superior deliverer, even Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And of this deliverer, our new deliverer, the Bible says in Matthew 1 verse 21, this is the testimony of the Bible about him. It says, thou shalt call his name, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. He shall save, he shall save. When we come to the anatomy of the cross, we shall see. So look at the dynamics of God's salvation and operations and his workings through the cross. The legal aspect, the legal fulfillment. The righteous demands that were met, which vitally have become our experience in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. genealogy you switch locations hallelujah you switch covenant hallelujah it's a total change even your entire being is transformed is regenerated because a new nature is imparted to you hallelujah we are just touching on it like this because we are looking at the road to the cross the road to the cross and it involves the events of the Passover. Hallelujah. When we come to the cross, we shall delve deeper. And when we come to the resurrection, the power and the glory of his resurrection, which is where our real strength and power, our glory lies as a people. We shall go deeper. Hallelujah. Now when we look at Jesus as our perfect and eternal Passover lamb. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 8.
Please don't forget to keep liking this show. Jesus in Luke 
in Luke chapter 22 and 23 or John 18 and 19 you realize that the accounts leading to his crucifixion or his, his agony and crucifixion follow this same pattern hallelujah John 1 29 Bible says the next day John see Jesus coming unto him and said behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world Hebrews 7 verse 26 God bless you ministers David and winning but lo he speaketh speak boldly Hebrews 7 verse 26 yes for such an high priest became us who is holy harmless undefiled separate from sinners and made higher than the heavens hallelujah hallelujah That speaks. This speaks of his perfection. Hallelujah. So we realize. Somebody, please help us with Minister David Matthew twenty-two verse fifteen all the way to forty-six. Quickly, quickly. We want to look at how Jesus was examined by religious leaders. On the 10th day, the very day that the lamb, the lambs that were presented by the various families in Jerusalem for the, for, for, for the feast of Passover were examined. Jesus was also standing before the, the leaders, the authorities of the day. He had presented himself for inspection. The Herodians, the Sadducees, the lawyers and the Pharisees. They examined him, they questioned him, they jury, they tried him legally. Hallelujah. So, and then we realize that the conclusion of this time of testing and examination was found in Matthew 22, verse 46. I think you'll get there very soon. The body six says that, and no man was able to answer him a word, neither does any man from that day for ask him any more questions. It's more perfections. Because he was found perfect, blameless. I want to take the reading quickly. Matthew 22, verse 15. To 46. I read. Then when the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk, and they, they sent out unto him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Master, we know that thou art true, and teachest the way of God in truth. Now take note that they were trying to find, they were trying to find a legal accusation against him. They were trying to find a basis for accusation sin they wanted to by all means find something upon which they could level some charges against him to crucify him and even though bible says that they found no charge against this jesus who has become our passover lamb 
they still went ahead to crucify him because it was still in tune with the Passover which they observed in Exodus 12. The lamb that was crucified, that was offered up, needed to be without blemish. So Jesus was spotless. And when Pilate was giving him up, saying that, I, I find no sin in him, and yet I offer him up, he was unknowingly fulfilled the will and the word of God. And I pray for you, I pray for somebody today, that may any betrayer in your life, any enemy in your life, may every enemy of your life and destiny that has been tormenting you day and night, knowingly or knowingly, I pray that my media every work against you propel you further and further, deeper and deeper into your destiny in the name of Jesus. They can only accomplish the will of God in your life in the name of Jesus. Bible says that had they known this, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. Had they known this, they would have acquitted and discharged the Lord, the Lord Jesus. Because even Pilate's wife warned him that he had suffered, she had suffered many things in a dream concerning Jesus. But he went ahead just to please the crowd. I am not going into the story because like I said earlier, we have a lot to do. We are, we are looking at it side hand, hand in hand or side by side. The Passover that was observed in the Old Testament so that we can better appreciate this season of Passover or Easter. Hallelujah. If I had gone into the stories, we wouldn't have finished. We wouldn't have even gotten here. Hallelujah. Our enemies can only fulfill the will of God. They can only fulfill that which is written in the volume of the books concerning our lives. Hallelujah. The more the enemy thinks he's pushing you out of the will of God, the more he pushes you into the will of God. Hallelujah. You cannot fail. All things work together for good to them that love God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So beloved, at the sound of my voice, so long as you know you are the called according to the purpose, according to the will of God, so long as you know you are doing the bidding of God, so long as you know you are still planted in the house of God, you know that everything working that seems to even be working against your life is only working for you because there is no disadvantage to the child of God. There is no disadvantage. There is no, nothing that can work to your disadvantage. You are programmed by nature to, to, to succeed. You are programmed by nature to prevail. You are programmed by nature to, to expand even in the midst of affliction. Bible says that the more they afflicted the people of Israel while they were in Egypt, the more they became fruitful, the more they multiplied. So that even the Egyptians became terrified. The terror of the people of Israel fell upon them. May your terror fall upon your enemies in the name of Jesus. Even as God increases your strength, the strength of your knowledge in Him, your spiritual strength in battle in the name of Jesus. Matthew 22 verse 17, 
Tell us therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? They were still trying to find accusations against, against him, but Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, why tempted? Why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? The verse 19 says, Show me the tribute money. And they brought it to him, and, and Jesus said unto them, Who is in the image? Who is this image and subscription? Or superscription? They say unto him, Caesar's. Then said he unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. And they, when they heard these words, they marveled and left him. You see, they marveled and left him. That was the, the end of the first part of his temptation or his trial. He was found guiltless. They couldn't hold any charge against him. And they went their way. And the same day came to them, to him, the Sadducees. The same day, they were in haste to put him on trial. They were in haste to crucify him because they knew the Passover was just on, 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 on the verge of the weekend. It was just at the corner. The same day came to him the Sadducees, which say, so the Herodians were done. The Sadducees now came, which say that there is no resurrection, and asked him, Master, saying, Master, Moses said, If a man die having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Now there were with us seven brethren, and what have you? Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall be of the seven? For they all had hair. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are the, are, like, are the angels of God in heaven. But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have you not read that which was spoken unto you by God? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his doctrine. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. From Herodians to Sadducees, now the Pharisees gathered together, all to try his purity. They were examining him. The 10th to the 14th day of the month of Abib, the keeping of the lamp was for examination. Hallelujah. I wouldn't go further. I would just want to jump straight to the verse 46. The verse 45. Bible says, if then now the, the, the place where tried the last point they tried to find point against him was, was to, 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 to say that are you no are you are you saying that you are Lord? And he said that if David then called him Lord, where he was quoting as the old testament, how is he son? Verse 46 of Matthew 22 now says, and no man was able to answer him a word. Neither does any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. Hallelujah. Now he came to the civil authority where he was examined again. John 18, chapter 18, verse 12 and verse 28. John chapter 18, verse 12 and verse 28. Bible says that Cephas wanted evidence, evidence to present to Pilate on which he would condemn Jesus, but he found nothing. He had nothing to answer Pilate's inquiry. With a, he had nothing. And so he had to answer Pilate's inquiry with a statement in John 18, verse 29 and 30. Earlier I said John 18, verse 12 and verse 28. Minister Winning, you can take that. John 18, verse 12 and 28. And then Pilate's response was, in, was with John 18, verse 29 and 30. Minister David, please help us with that. So now after extensive examination of the Lamb of God, Pilate himself pronounces that Jesus is qualified. To be, to be the Passover lamb without even knowing. Hallelujah. So this legal and civil verdict was given at the very time the Passover lambs were being examined and declared faultless by the priests in Jerusalem. 
Pilate now therefore declared Jesus faultless three times. Three times. Three times. Pilate did not even understand how important this declaration was. The declaration of Jesus' innocence. He didn't even know what he was doing. How important it was to the, to the fulfillment of the futuristic or the foreshadowing aspect of the Passover in the Old Testament. He did not know that Jesus was the Lamb of God being presented to him for inspection. According to Exodus 12 verse 5 and Deuteronomy 15 verse 21. Exodus 12 verse 5 and Deuteronomy 15 verse 21. In Luke 24 verse 27, Bible says that God, I'm not sure we can finish because our time is almost up. In, in Luke 24, verse 27, Bible says, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. This was Jesus after the resurrection. So, all these things about the Passover, like I said, it began from Moses. And it spans. Then the seven feasts, they, they span the period of three three thousand five hundred years, even up to the set, the point of the second coming of Christ. So we have seen his first coming, and the feasts are still being observed. And as we are observing, we are looking, we are still in that divine timeline or calendar, waiting for his second coming or appearing within that time frame of the 3,500 years. So it is also easy to predict, though we cannot predict the exact hour or day or time or moment, but we can be able to tell the seasons within which he will appear or he will rapture his church. That is why, that's why we says he shall come like a thief. So we should watch and we should pray. We should prepare ourselves. Hallelujah. The Bible is very prophetic. I know that not many churches approached it this way. That is why I waited as for us. I waited for us to finish with all our festivities to come this way, to come and have all of this done to us, or to, to come and, and, and have this teaching. Hallelujah. First Corinthians two verse seven says that, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. God ordained Jesus' crucifixion before the world unto our glory. That's why he's our hope of glory. Which none of these princes or the, the prince of this world knew. For had they known it, had Pilate, Cephas, the Herodians, the, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, had they known it, had the devil and Judas known it, they would not have crucified. They would not have been Instru instruments of his crucifixion they will not have crucified the Lord of glory hallelujah hallelujah the next time we shall look at Jesus as a perfect ransom in nature and form if a man sinned it was illegal for an angel to come and die for man hallelujah a man must come to die for man that is why Jesus came in the form of a man it's part of today's teaching, but we have two minutes to end the podcast, so we won't be able to get there. Hallelujah. These are the depths of the word of God. Hallelujah. We thank God for grace. Beloved, you want to lift your voice. You want to end here. You want to lift your voice. I just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Thank God for his word. His word in infallible, eternal. 
for feeding us from his bounty. Just bless his name, bless his name, bless his name, bless his name. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Bodimo katele kona mataladaya. Rabrandimo sheko na blino haya. Lord, we bless you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for long nourishment. Thank you, Lord, for life. Thank you for healing. Thank you for your presence, O God. Thank you, O Lord, for helping our lives in the name of Jesus. For illuminating us the eyes of our understanding, O God. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, we bless you, we bless you, us. we bless you, we bless you, us. we bless you, we bless you, us. oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, us. hey, Lord, Keep burning for Jesus. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Bye, bye, bye.